in the high desert in the great American Southwest. I'm Art Bell. Slamming into your radio like a supercharged nanoparticle of unobtainium. My name is George Van. I'm Richard Serrett. This is Connie Willis. I'm George Norrie. Welcome to Coast to Coast Day. It's great to be here. Welcome to Coast to Coast PM, the number one unofficial Coast to Coast AM podcast. We are a podcast where two brothers listen to the world's largest overnight paranormal radio show known as Coast to Coast AM. My name is Paul, and I'm the one who listens to this inexplicable radio show here with my brother. Hey, it's Chris. I'm the Tobe Johnson to your Brett Eichenberger, except we don't make documentaries about Bigfoot. Big feet, big foots. We do not. And today, Chris, uh, we will be talking about the June 5th, 2001 Art Bell interview with Bugs, the man who claimed to have shot and killed a Bigfoot. What a great nickname, Bugs. Bugs, yes. And great callback to episode nine, our Sasquatch. Uh, That was our first Sasquatch episode. I think that was our only Sasquatch episode until right now. And what we're on like 60 something. Yeah, dude, that we're not giving Bigfoot his due. We're not at all. Uh, This interview is also going to include a man named Robert W. Morgan, who Art brought on as a bona fide Bigfoot expert to consult during the interview on Bugs' claims. So, Paul, throughout this episode, will is just the straight up assumption that Bigfoot is true. So for us, for us. Well, for us, we'll we'll have to listen and then determine if we do believe this man's story. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's just a given that Bigfoot exists. But the question is, did this man actually shoot Bigfoot? Oh, yeah. Bigfoot is definitely real. That's not right. even. Yeah, that's not up for debate. Yeah. But okay. yes, did he kill one? For sure. Okay. For sure. Good call. Oh. There, this is this is gonna be a good one, dude. We haven't really had like a safari most dangerous game episode yet, so I'm kind of excited for this one. Yeah, well, there aren't many episodes about murdering cryptids, so yeah, this is definitely kind of a standout episode. We've gotten a lot of requests for this, so thank you to everyone who requested it. We're finally doing it. Before we get to that, Chris, we gotta check in with our good friend Tim Banal at the Coast to Coast AM blog. Tim time. Today's article, Cops on the Hunt for Man Suspected of Stealing the Beloved Jersey Devil Statue. Wow, dudes. So we got the Jersey Devil and we have a thief. Yes. yes. What a find, Paul. I'm, what a I'm feeling cryptid-y today. Yeah, dude. I so love I figured... back-to-back cryptids. I mean, we haven't given them due, due course recently. So, I mean, we got a lot to make up for in the cryptid community. We, we really, really do. I apologize for all the cryptid fans out there. From the article. Authorities are on the hunt for an Ohio man believed to be behind the theft of a beloved statue of the famed Jersey Devil that was stolen from outside of a restaurant over the weekend. Paul, can you give everyone just like a quick, what the heck is the Jersey Devil? So the Jersey Devil is a cryptid or a, you know, paranormal creature, if you will, who is native to South of New Jersey, so the southern portion of New Jersey. Um, and he is essentially like imagine a goat head with like bat wings and then hooves for its feet. 
That sounds terrifying. Yeah, it's super scary. So it's it's an old piece of folklore that goes back, I think, like to the 1700s is what it claims. And allegedly there was a uh, kind of, I think she was like a witch woman almost, who had 13 babies. And on her 13th child, she cursed the baby and it turned out to be a devil. And then it like flew up her chimney after she gave birth to it. And it went out into the woods and it's haunted South Jersey ever since. For hundreds of years. Hundreds of years this thing has been sighted. That's incredible. Yeah. All right. Uh, dude, what a great cryptid. It's really fantastic. I love the local cryptids. Like, I love Bigfoot, don't get me wrong. But those, like, regional cryptids have great stories behind them. Yeah, dude. I like the witch and the 13 children. All good stuff. Yeah. We may need to do the Bell Witch of Middle Tennessee at some point. That's a story that I actually know quite a bit about from living in that region for a while. But there, there's a lot of good ones out there, man. We'll make that one a Patreon. Ooh, Patreon special yeah so the odd case reportedly began friday when a sticky fingered miscreant made off with a sizable wooden piece that had stood outside of lucille's luncheonette in the community of stafford new jersey for the last six years oh so it's a fairly new statue yeah actually it's not as old as you would think (laughs) it's kind of cool that the town decided to do that though i don't know if it was the town i think it might just been the restaurant that put it up Oh, are you serious? It's yeah. a restaurant. A good call, restaurant. Good yeah. call. Especially a luncheonette. That fits for a, a luncheonette, you know? Yeah, nice Go little get... diner. A little yeah. Jersey diner, dude. Are you kidding me? Well, local flavor, you know? Yeah, I love it. The statue had become something of a popular attraction in the town as visitors frequently posed with pictures of the mysterious cryptid. And the restaurant even sells shirts, which declare, quote, I ate with the Jersey devil. that's a good shirt dude yeah that's a really good shirt this i mean this is a great idea too for just getting foot traffic you know you stop you take a pick stop in for a sammy dude but i'm telling you like i bet people come to this town just to take a picture with the jersey devil statue i wouldn't be shocked by it i mean people do that with the mothman statue all the time that's what i'm saying like pure cryptid heads dude Mm -hmm. come on However, on Saturday morning, the owners of the restaurant were stunned to discover that the piece had vanished, explaining that the theft initially went unnoticed because they entered the eatery through the back door. Co-owner Karen Bates Flynn recalled how, quote, one of our customers came in and said, you know, a piece of the Jersey Devil is out in your parking lot and it's missing. Oh my gosh. Dude, this is the crime of the century because not only that, you're taking away joy from people who saw this every single day. That's the problem with this is that number one, it's not even like you can do much with this. Like you can't sell a Jersey devil statue. I don't think. Oh, you dude, know? if I steal it, it's going in my garden. I guess that's true. It would look pretty cool in the backyard. It would look pretty sweet in a backyard, dude. Just as like the central piece of a grand backyard. I feel like the Jersey Devil would definitely haunt you, though, if you stole its statue that a bunch of people right. went to go visit and then you put it in your backyard. It's like, no, I don't get the foot traffic I want now for my statue. Right. Yeah, dude, exactly. And I mean, it is a negative thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't steal a cryptid statue. Yeah, man. It's supposed to be enjoyed by the masses. Yeah. 
heading out to the parking lot to investigate the situation, they were understandably chagrined to find that indeed all that remained of the statue was one lone wing that had fallen off during the heist. A subsequent Dude. check of security footage from that evening showed an SUV towing a flatbed pull up to the restaurant and take off with a pilfered piece. This is premeditated. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. This is, you don't just go and steal this thing. He backed his truck up, snagged it. Unbelievable. Inexplicable, well, dude. Why would somebody do this? The stupidest part, too, is that he broke it and didn't get the extra piece. He broke the wing off. And the wing is one of the best parts. Yeah, it's the coolest part of this thing. Uh, the, the winged nature of the beast is one of the more incredible parts of it. An ugly goat walking around in the woods is not scary. You put giant bat wings on that goat, terrifying. I'm pretty terrified of goats, dude. They are terrible, evil creatures. It, you know what they were scary in was The Witch. Did you watch that? Oh, of course I watched it. Terrifying goats in that one. Yeah, no good. After sharing the unfortunate news on social media over the weekend, the restaurant received an outpouring of support from members of the community who were equally aghast that the statue had been stolen. The artist who created the wooden sculpture also contacted the co-owners to say that he had already begun working on a replacement piece for them. That's a good dude. That's a good dude. That's actually a really delightful local artist, so 10 out of 10 to that guy. Yeah, man. Like, I almost want to put his website on our feed just so he gets a little credence dude that's good stuff just a little love man a little local I'm gonna community do it. I'm gonna yeah do it yeah do it man do it meanwhile uh it may not take long for the troublemaker who took the statue to face justice as on tuesday morning stafford police issued an arrest warrant for thomas l bence of chandlersville ohio damn paul you just put him on blast <laughs> Calling out our boy Thomas done screwed up, Chris. He done screwed up. <laughs> Although they have yet to locate the now wanted man, he faces charges of fourth degree criminal mischief and third degree theft for what authorities say was his role in the heist. How what what kind of time and and fine are you looking at there? Hopefully life imprisonment, Chris, because that's what he <laughs> deserves for stealing this statue. 25 to life, son. <laughs> you don't mess with the Jersey Devil, dude. So they don't say it here, but my guess is that he pulled up in his truck and they just ran his license plate. Number. Oh, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. There's no way they have this guy in Ohio's name that quickly unless they're like, oh, we have your license plate. That's pretty impressive that he drove all the way from Ohio just to steal this thing. That's dedication, for sure. What an insane person. This man loves the New Jersey Devil. He's either a giant fan or he's just mentally unwell. I don't know which it is. Uh, we're all a little mentally unwell, so I'm not going to pass too much judgment. That's true. That's true. Well, that was our Tim time for today, Chris. Now for some housekeeping. Number one, uh, we don't run any ads. So if you want to support the show, keep us on air. You can support us on Patreon. We actually have a new URL, patreon.com slash coast to coast PM. We'll take you directly to our Patreon. Uh, you can sign up for as little as two bucks a month. And we have bonus episodes roughly every other week, I think is what we've been pacing on right now. Uh, so go check that out. We have five episodes out so far. Uh, we also have a Reddit, our Coast to Coast PM. We have a Twitter that's going to be in the show notes because I forget what the Twitter is. I think it's C to C PM. 
And then you can also email me at c2cpmpod at gmail.com. That will also be in the show notes. If you want to reach out to Chris, hit him up on Reddit. That's where he usually lives. Um, I think that's everything, Chris. You got it, bub. Time for the show. Let's go. All right. I'm so excited. I am so excited for this one. The man who killed Bigfoot, Chris. Good old Bugs. So we start out. Bugs has actually been on the show before. The reason why I picked this specific one was because we had a Bigfoot expert on to kind of validate and give some extra color to his claims. So we're going to kick things off with Bugs himself introducing who he is, right? And I'm just going to give you a heads up, dude. Country boy from Texas. Oh, my favorite. Oh, yeah. Bugs Bugs and a friend. That's your dog, huh? Yep. Bugs, you want to tell us what state you're in? Yeah, I'm in Texas, Art. Texas. All right. Um. How long ago, Bugs, did you tell me originally the story of what you did? Gosh, Art, it's been three or four years. Three or four years, yeah, I thought it was quite a while. <laughs> Time flies. Uh, yeah, all right. I'm getting older every day. Aren't we all? All right, Bugs, I've got a, a real expert here, as you can hear, uh, Robert W. Morgan. Good, good morning, vi- Robert. Good morning, sir. How are you? Doing fine. You? I'm fine. I'm alive and meaner than cat dirt. So, Paul, I'm already a little bit concerned because I know something about hunters, and I know that their stories get bigger over time. And so that this is three or four years removed means that this is a 15-foot Bigfoot, and, you know, we shot him right in the eye. Oh, Chris, I got got some bad news for you. Uh, He called into Coast three or four years prior, which was around 1997. This event occurred in 1976. Oh, my gosh. So we're looking at like two decades of history. Yeah, about two decades. All right. Okay. Just, you know, you got to worry. You got to worry about hunters, dude. They're tall tale tellers. They're like fishermen, dude. You can't necessarily trust them. The same breed, dude. Uh, a hand-sized perch becomes a 10-foot shark real quick. And here's the thing. I love them. You can't trust them, though. Yeah. Oh, they're the best. It's salt of the earth. Yeah. All right. So uh, one of the big things, though, is that Bugs actually sent Art a map of where Bigfoot is buried. Uh, by the way, Bugs, before we even start, why did you send me this map? Because, Art, my days are limited on this earth, and when I'm gone, my wife's going to call you and say, go for it. Really? And you can reveal to the world a map. I have not been back to that place since that day. Did Art do it? Not that I'm aware of. I I haven't found anything that says that he actually went and tried to track it down. Has this map been published? No. Oh, my gosh. So there could potentially be... A map to a buried Bigfoot that Art had, but it is now gone from the record because Art died and it probably got passed over because who could remember the hundreds of episodes that Art did? Yeah, just one of the billion weird things to have happened. Yeah. Yeah. And how much weird stuff did he have? A lot. A lot. Like, he had haunted dolls. He had time machines. I had a lot of stuff, dude. He had a lot of weird stuff. So, I can totally see a map being looked over if somebody didn't know. This is a Bigfoot map. 
This is a treasure map to a Bigfoot. It's just a random sheet of paper of a region of Texas. Yeah. With an X on it. And, and, and Art had it. Like, he confirms. Like, yep, I got sent a map. Why did you send me this? Yep. Yep. So We'll never know. We'll never know. Oh, my gosh, dude. My mind is going to be racing on that one. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, get to the story, though. So, like we had said, Bugs, he used to be a hunter, Chris. So it gives a little little flavor about why he was even out there that day when he shot a Bigfoot. Me and two of my friends, uh, which I'll refer to as Bird Dog and Jim, were coat bobcat hunters. Back in the uh, middle 70s, those varmints was worth a lot of money. Uh, how, how much could you get for one? Well, no bobcat would bring you anywhere from three to $700 that wow. felt. Yeah, that's not bad. And then we'd go out, and to be honest with you, we it was a little more than a hobby. We were real serious about it. And we hunted many, many nights all over this country. Were you making your living that way then? Uh, yes, I was. I was farming at that time. I, I'd uh, gotten out of the Marines and uh, came back home, and I was farming. And, and in that part of the year, this cotton country up here, so we... Uh, didn't have much to do in uh, January and February, except I kind of sat around. Mm-hmm. So I'll say Marine Hunter does give him a little bit of uh, credence and forbearance. All of his buddies are also veterans. They all served in Vietnam. Oh, my So the gosh. whole crew he was out there hunting with, which I just love the idea of, like, they got nothing to do in the winter. So they're like, let's go kill some, like, bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> well, and bobcats are pretty awesome predators, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, that is probably like the closest thing to get him back into the, the bush. Yeah. Yeah. And he also, he talks a little bit about how all the um, farmers around him loved them because they would go out and kill all the predators that were killing their like cattle and their livestock. Oh, yeah. So it was dude. like kind of doing a service to the community. That's also why they pay for pelts. Um, right. You know, right yeah so totally makes sense we got a couple boys out late at night i'm honestly he doesn't say this i feel like they had to have been drinking a little bit because if you're a couple drinks were had dude i know those texas boys and here's the thing they don't tell you about texas boys they like to smoke the grass too (laughs) they do indeed so they're out there chris and they see a pair of eyes in the night shooting back at them with their little flashlights but anyway, we come around this bend and come up over this rise, and there was a wheat field out in front of us, and, a, and just before we crossed this creek, and it was a valley down in there, and it's probably, oh, I'd say it's a, uh, has wheat land right there, and it's probably a quarter mile or so wide to, uh, from that road to the creek. And we come around this bend and up and over a little hill and dropped into this valley. Well, just as we dropped into this valley, our, our lights hit, picked up a set of eyes. And uh, I hit the brakes. I was driving, and and Bird Dog, he come out on the side. He had a 300 Weatherly Magnum, and he come across the top. I said, what do you got? And he says, I don't know. Kind of dangerous just to take a shot at something that you have no idea what it is. We're going to get to that. Don't worry. But, yeah. Oh, okay. They- they see something and, you know, Bird Dog, which great name. Great nickname. Yeah. Starts, he just pulls out his gun, dude. He's like, what's happening? So he Okay, but he hasn't, he hasn't taken a shot yet. 
no one's taken a shot yet. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. But our boy Bugs expands on what the eyes look like a little bit. Okay. What color were they, Bugs, if you don't mind? They were uh, furious red. The reddest eyes I've ever seen in my life. Really? Under those, under those lights. Uh, they, it, it was something we, we knew it wasn't a deer because uh, of the, the eyes. And it was something. And so I pulled my rifle out. I used a 243. I put my scope on it. And I could see whatever it was is crouching. What was that word that he said? Whatever it was was crouching. Crouching. It crouching, crouching okay. down. Yeah. Now, All I right. do. We talked about this a bit, I think, on our High Strangeness in the Desert episode and maybe on our last Sasquatch episode. Cryptids always have red eyes. Right. Which I find kind of funny. Well, I wonder if it has something to do with us shining a beam at creatures. That could be it. I haven't shined a beam at an animal in a while at nighttime. Does it come back red? I'm unsure. I'm unsure. Yeah. And if you have, I mean, if you're like using more like reddish low lights at night yeah. or like lower dimmed lights, that typically tends to be at least on the orange spectrum. Yeah. So I can kind of see different things would make eyes red, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Mothman, uh, everyone always says that Mothman is red. Oh, eyes always, yeah. always. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we got our, we got our country boys. They see something weird, so naturally they take aim to shoot it. Because what else would you do, right? So, bird dog, he got out and leaned over the hood of the pickup where he could get him a good shot. And Jim, he come up over the top of the cab, and he, I, I don't even remember what kind of, I think he was using the 270, I don't remember for sure. But he lined up over the cab, and I was sitting there, and, and we just had both these spotlights on this, on this, on this varmint there. And, uh, I said, I don't know what it is, and they don't either. And I said, well, it sure ain't nothing we know about it. Let's take it. And all three of us fired at the same time. I don't know what the heck it is, but let's shoot it. Let's shoot it. Let's Which shoot it. The worst possible thing to do in that situation. Why would that be the decision? That's incredible. That's amazing, dude. You got to love Texas. You got to love Texas. I don't just know what that it. is. Just, just shoot, shoot it. Shoot it ask questions later one thing dude is that they also they don't just do the one round they keep blasting at this thing and all of a sudden this thing got up and it must have been seven eight foot tall at least i don't know scared the heck out of it started running and well we all loaded and we fired again and uh we knocked it down it's probably 25 30 yards from the from the fence it fell into a creek no not at this point and just as it was crossing the creek, we hit it again. Now, was it, excuse me, uh, was it running on four legs or it two? It was running on two legs, just like a human being. And sure. I mean, it was... Right, it, so it was running on two legs. It's right. something you've never seen before, but you three guys cut down on it. Well, we had done shot, and we did not know what it was. It was hunched over. It, I mean, I can kind of see you thinking it was a bear or something, especially if it's dusk or something like that. And he will mention that, that initially he thought it was a bear. I'm going to be honest here, man. It kind of sounds like they were shooting at a person. That was actually my very first thought, yeah. that they may have killed somebody. I'm not totally convinced that I. there's a strong possibility they killed someone. Like, 
maybe it was a tall person and maybe they had been out in the wild for a, a while. Yeah. But they may have killed a human being, dude. And maybe they're a little drunk and high, you know what I mean? Right. Like who knows? Yeah, dude. It's Dang, it's cuz yeah, it's crashed down. You fire at it. It gets up and runs on two feet. So you shoot it again? You shoot it again. <laughs> Naturally. Well, I the guess two like... legs thing, dude, would flip me out. Yeah, I would probably stop firing if something got up on two legs. I mean, a bear can do that, but bears can't run on two legs. They can, like, stumble. All right, so do we got more of this story, dude? Yeah, so our expert is immediately skeptical. So this is where uh, our Bigfoot expert, Robert Morgan, jumps in and asks, like, why did you shoot this thing? It wasn't standing up straight. We still thought it was what I thought it was at first, to be honest with you, it was a bear. Yeah. And that's why we fired. All right, so you, you had uh, three of you fired initially, right? right? And so we all fired three times. So you... You guys are all non-vets, right? Right. And so you've had night combat, I'm sure. Right. Okay, so you have somewhat, something getting up on two legs and running away, and you still cut down on it. Okay, I, I, I have the picture. Go ahead, please. Okay. Not happy, dude. Yeah, Not I think he's happy. just like... Well, and then also from this guy's perspective, Robert Morgan, big Bigfoot believer, and he's like, why are you killing Bigfoot? Like, that's not a good thing either. Right. He's immediately sold that it is Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. Right. And he's like, you just murdered a Bigfoot. Yeah, don't kill one of the most majestic creatures nature has ever made. Right. Oh, right, so my gosh. I'm sitting here, dude. Me and you were like, they just murdered somebody. They just killed an innocent person who was just they, like out in the woods. <laughs> just out in the woods hanging out. Probably wasn't even, it was probably just a nerd out there collecting bugs. Or some teenager smoking weed, dude. Who knows? I oh. smoked weed in the woods when I was a kid. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I would say it was probably about 5'7", 5'8". Was wearing clothes. I've never seen anything like it. So he just murdered somebody. All right. So, so they fire at this thing, and then they go, and then they they like drive away initially, but then they come back around and they try to find the body. Well, we went and looked, and we at this point in time we were all getting scared because we thought, well, maybe this wasn't an animal. Right. So, like I say, it was probably. Three, four, five in the morning. So we decided to drive around a while. About five thirty-six, we went back over there and we drove up there and we went down and we seen blood. So we've seen some tracks. Uh, looked like a, a human foot. And uh, to be honest with you, I thought, "What now? We done shot a human." That was probably their thought when they started looking around. Yeah, you you get a little bit. You're drunk. You get a little of that bloodlust, and then all of a sudden they see this thing go off on two feet. They're still shooting. They're like, holy crap, we may have just killed somebody. Yeah, that might have actually been a human being, especially when they look for tracks and they see what looks like human footprints, he said. Right. Um, which is an interesting note because Bigfoot tracks don't necessarily look like human footprints because they're gigantic. Right, but if you're drunk and a little high and you just see like a big old foot, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I can kind of see where, you know, they're probably freaking out and they're probably mm -hmm. not being like, oh, wow, that foot's 
the double size of a person. Yeah. And we don't know that they were drunk and high, but they were probably drunk and high. Right. <laughs> so they, uh, they're looking, they find these feet. Right. And then our boy bugs goes and like, looks in this bush and then he hears a, a pretty, pretty scary sound. I mean, it was a growl type uh, sound. And we kind of looked at each other, and so we decided, well, who goes in and see what it was? A growl. Yeah, and again, at this point, we thought, well, it's a bear. We done found a bear up here. I got elected. I had a forty-four Magnum pistol. I climbed into the plum tickets, and I got in, oh, probably 20 feet at the most in art. This thing come up at me, I mean, it couldn't have been over, I'd say, six or seven feet from me. I didn't even see it until it was there. And it raised up and let out a sound that is just is very similar to the one you have on your face. This is pretty, this is a pretty good story, though, dude. Yeah, yeah. This This is good stuff. You can tell he's a hunter though, because like he, you know, draws he's drawing it out, dude. I cut out a lot of stuff, but he right. knows he has an audience that's paying a lot of attention. I'm absolutely captivated. He knows how to tell a good story. <laughs> Getting into the plum thicket, dude. I don't I'm not even a hundred percent sure what a plum thicket is, but I'm imagining this is just like giant <laughs> grove of like thorn bushes. Yeah, and then he's just, it's pitch black. He's got his magnum in his hand, and he's just going in. Dude, he's Matthew McConaughey going through Carcosa in True Detective. That Yeah, that's basically what's happening. Well, so, Carcosa Detective. He, he mentioned a Bigfoot sound that Art has, and I don't think this is something we played on the show before, but Art was sent what was... Uh, alleged to be an authentic tape recording of a Bigfoot yell. And Art really liked playing it on air a lot. So Art goes... I've (laughs) never heard this before. It it hasn't ever been a situation where it was in context, but I cut it out so that you can hear it since we haven't listened to it yet. But it came up a lot. (laughs) Yes, let's do it. And when it did... You're talking about... uh... As he grabs for it, this one, I presume. Anything like that? Yeah, just just the first one, not not a repeat. Just a yeah, that uh, first scream it. is uh, said to be uh, an authentic uh, uh, Bigfoot sound, Robert. Yeah, that's what they say. I, I, I have never heard them scream like that. I've heard them uh, howl. I've heard them hoot, and I've heard them talk. But I've never. I've, You've I've, never heard a scream like that. No. Oh, well, first of all, I've never uh, challenged them. This man's heard them talk. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> what does that sound like? Do we have recordings of that? We don't have recordings of that. No, I don't think he's ever captured recordings. Um, but at least the scream's pretty that. freaky, though. That's a pretty scary scream. The interesting thing about that is usually the lore will be that Bigfoot have some sort of like spidey sense for electro um, magnetic like pulses that come off of 
our videotaping equipment or tape recording equipment. So that's why you can never get any sort of audio or video of Bigfoot unless they want you to. We so, talked about it with uh, Tobin Brett. With our boy Tobin Brett, dude. Still love them. Still love them for sure. But interesting that someone got that video, that audio, I mean. Yeah. Well, it's it does sound like it's far away. Yeah, yeah. It does sound like it's very far away and the wind's blowing. So it's kind of hard to tell, you know, I, I would imagine that they wouldn't be able to feel it that far away. Mm-hmm. Because especially if you're like in a mountainous region, like that could be echoing off the mountains like crazy. That's true. That's a good point. Or like if it were to be like in a valley or something right, and it's exactly. just going through the hauler, like that's, right. yeah, there are some possibilities there. So we got a boy. He's in the bush and he's like a couple feet away from this thing. So Art asks him to actually like describe what he saw more in depth. Would you describe this as human looking, as as ape looking? Did it have hair covering it? Uh, what can you tell us about it? It had reddish, brownish red hair. Uh, it had hair on the face, uh, completely covering the face. Uh, the it, its whole body was covered with hair. Okay, so so far sounds like your typical Bigfoot. Just a big, reddish, hairy Bigfoot. Yeah. So, so nothing out of the ordinary here. Nothing too crazy. I'm still not sold it's a Bigfoot, but we'll see. Um, and then at this point, Bugs finally kills it. Takes it down for good. It, Paul, it's quite possible this is just a very tall ginger. That that was my initial thought was you killed a ginger man. A, a potentially hairy ginger man. You can't. <laughs> a very hairy ginger man who's been out in the wild for a while and was probably dressed in, like, deer hides or something. It's Texas. People live off the grid there. You know what I mean? And it's Texas in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. So you got crazy hippies. I mean, they exist in Texas, too. There's a lot of crossover with hippies and rednecks, dude. Right. They just want to be left alone. Big time, dude. And he's probably out there foraging for mushrooms mm -hmm. to get stoned. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's probably what he was doing, dude. He was trying to. That's why he was crouched down. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, man, I got the <laughs> juiciest mushroom right there. And they get shot immediately. Cut down. At that point, I just fired. Uh, it dropped down. Started back up. I fired again. And it, it, it then kind of rocked and went backwards. And it come back up. And I fired again. I hit it three times with a 225 grain, 44 magnum hollow point, probably six to eight feet. The other guys were standing guard up on top watching, and they couldn't see nothing. They heard me firing, and they yelled if I was all right, and I said, yeah, I got it. Holy cow, dude. He blasted holes into that thing. This guy went full Frank Reynolds, dude. Just blasting. Just blasting away. Just blasting, dude. But I don't see so good. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they officially killed the Bigfoot, Chris, but there's a little bit of a plot twist here. Oh, God, what's the plot twist? There were two Bigfoot in that bush. Oh, no, dude. That's even better than a Shyamalan twist. <laughs> And they seen it, so we decided we'd drag it out. We got to looking, and all this thing had was three holes. And this was a female. You could tell it had breasts similar to a, to a woman. 
It had a sexual organ and similar to a woman. Really? Facial, facial features were different than a human being. Like I say, it was covered completely in hair. So we went back in and we found the male probably, I'd say, eight, ten foot behind where she was at. He was dead. He was dead? Yeah. So we drug him out. We laid him out side by side. Uh, the male was probably six to eight inches taller than a female. Estimating the male to probably be eight foot plus, female uh, seven plus. They had the features of a human overall, but uh, the details were not. So it's unlikely that they killed an eight foot and a seven foot human. If we are to believe the lengths that he's giving us. Well, you're right, dude. We got to go back to our initial notion that hunters tell tales. And the interesting thing about memory, too, is that every time you pull up a memory, you change it slightly. And also, the further away you get, the more you can convince yourself that something happened when it didn't. Well, and the guilt of possibly killing two humans. That's my biggest worry, is did this guy and his friends kill two people and he's covered it up with the memory of a Bigfoot? I don't know. Right. But I find it odd where he's just like, it was really human, but like, it was also just hairy. And then, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. Dude, and this is the 1970s and we're dealing with Vietnam vets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Probably has PTSD. They said that they he talks about how they've all killed people before. So like they they were all in action. It wasn't like they were behind a desk. They were all like seeing action. Paul, this 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 episode is no longer fun. <laughs> we may have just solved an unsolved murder, dude. <laughs> we should probably check to see if there were any missing people in '76 in Texas. And '76 uh... in Texas, yeah, in this area. Dude, we may have just found how they died. Any hippie couples out there that went missing in 76? And it's going to be two tall gingers. This is all I've been thinking about since listening to this. <laughs> Dude's going to be like 6'2", and the chick's going to be like 5'8". Yeah, just like kind of taller. Kind of taller than the average American. Yeah. And they were probably hippies. Yeah, probably, most likely, yeah. Oh, my God. So so they have two corpses now of humanoid creatures. I shouldn't be laughing at this. It's just so, like, potentially awful. And chances are the bodies are no longer there. They're, they're going to explain a little why. But they, they did attempt to bury the creatures. So are you saying that the uh, the, the creek would overflow into this specific area? Yes. Oh boy, because that'll that'll uh, cause uh, a different type of uh, decomposition. Did you take a GPS reading? A what? A, <laughs> Probably a not, Robert. I, I would say not. A GPS. Oh no, huh? Don't have one of them animals. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. okay, if we supplied one, uh, would you get take the readings and send those to uh, Art? Uh, well, he's he's given me an extremely specific map. Oh, okay. Very, very specific. I mean, that map is detailed down. Yeah. To the, okay. To the foot. You would, I, you, I. You would know where to dig. Uh, uh, to be honest with you, this happened thirty plus years ago, and I have not been out there since. What has happened to this map? 
I don't know, man. I don't know. I I looked on Reddit and no one on Reddit uh, had any inference of like what had happened to it. It doesn't look like already talked about it again. Um, if anyone recalls an episode that Art mentions it later in his life, like on Midnight in the Desert, like please let us know. Yeah, any information about this <laughs> map. I can't track it down. We will do a video series about us taking this map and digging where this this bugs individual has told us to dig. And the thing, too, is that so they were talking about the decomposition. He says that he buried it like five feet into the ground, which terrifying that you're burying something that deep, which is also kind of concerning that their first move is bury it five feet underground. Right. You know what I mean? If we're if we're thinking about like if this is some sort of like weird memory thing where he's covering up a traumatic memory, um, I don't know why you'd bury a Bigfoot five feet underground. But, you know. And and the hole may not have actually been five feet. That's true. It, all, it could have been one foot. We never know. Like it's, a two foot. Yeah, a two yeah, foot hole, you know? But even with the fact that there's a lot of water there, decomposition may have happened faster, but the bones should still be there. Right. Well, unless there were floods and it moved enough yeah. soil to eventually erode to where it would have destroyed the bones that's true that's true or they just drifted down the river somewhere right or whatever yeah so they do ask though why did they go about burying it like what was the thought process here when you had these things lying on the ground what did you guys talk about and why did you decide to bury them we thought there could be human art (laughs) And, and we didn't want to go to jail um but what you just described is, it's, what, yeah, I understand. In other words, there were well, not Mark, enough humans. When you're human... sitting there and you're looking at the, at the sexual organs of two animals that's got identical to human beings, what do you think? Um, Robert, you, uh, with what you know about Bigfoot, um, do they have sexual organs, uh, or, 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 the reports you get, do they have sexual organs similar to humans? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But so far, everything that uh, Bugs has mentioned uh, is something that, I, that I've that i observed myself. So, uh, yes. So this individual that we're talking to, what was his name again? Uh, the so the expert's name is Robert W. Morgan. Okay, so Mr. Morgan has actually seen Bigfoot and multiple Bigfoot. I be- yeah, I believe he's seen Bigfoots. He's also collected a lot of stories, um, and he's heard a lot of Bigfoots. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So, okay. Bigfoot expert. Yeah, no doubt, dude. I'm, I, I imagine that a lot of Bigfoot hunters never see a Bigfoot. I, I'm not 100% certain if he saw a Bigfoot with his own two eyes. I can't recall if he said that, and I haven't listened to much of it. He just stuff, did. Then... He just did. Did he say that he saw it? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Because he also takes a lot of reports from people. Right, but he just said, like, from what I've seen. Yeah, but I wasn't sure if that was, like, from what I've seen from, like, the reports. I wasn't sure if he was saying I, I, like, physically was present and saw Bigfoot. Right, 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 right. From what I've seen, and he's saying, like, the reports that have been told to me. Yeah, from what I've, you know, the research that I've done. I wasn't sure if that was what he meant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was was a little bit ambiguous, but, yeah. I was taking it too literally. Yeah, yeah. So he goes a bit more in depth into Bigfoot behavior, though. 
which may be helpful in our uh, search for the truth here on if Bugs committed uh, double homicide. Hey, he was probably pretty badly injured uh, by your first uh, fuselage. And uh, uh, what he was doing, I think, is number one, escaping. Number two, he was going to the protection, uh, hopefully, of his uh, mate. And uh, the, the mate may have picked him up and carried him uh, to where you caught him. I don't know that, that that happened. It's possible because there was grass uh, uh, where he came out of that creek. That's interesting. That's interesting that that's where where Mr. Morgan went with his idea was that it was like a protection thing. Yeah, that the the male was going back to the female and then the female carried him into the bush. Um, so, I mean, that is something that people do talk about with Bigfoot, though, is that they're very uh, family oriented. They're very like communal. They do look out for each other. Dude, you're. Yeah. Now that you're saying it, I remember Tobin Brett talking about it. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Chris, you know what other creature does that a lot? Uh, human beings. Ooh. <laughs> so that is also true. That is also true. I don't know if that one sold me that it was Bigfoot. Um, but our our buddy Robert Morgan does have an interesting fact. Did you know that Bigfoots have civil rights, Chris? I did not know that. Uh, if you were hunting for money, why didn't you all decide to bring these... Uh creatures back for a hell of a profit they'd be worth a fortune yeah and maybe go to jail for the rest of your life too yeah yeah i think the fellow in modesto is overlooking the fact that if these are humanoids uh then under the american constitution they have civil rights and uh bugs is indeed correct he could be charged with uh manslaughter at least i wonder what the legality of that would actually be there's there's I don't know where he got that. I don't think any court is going to say a humanoid has civil rights under the Constitution. Like we're going to need a Supreme Court ruling on that one, dude. Right. Yeah. But like if there was like Homo erectus walking around and that we just ran into him. I mean, essentially, it's the 1990s classic Encino men with Brendan Fraser and Paulie Shore where a caveman comes back to life. Oh my I believe God. he was supposed to be a Neanderthal. And so I would imagine that we would have to like establish kind of like, okay, yeah, this thing is human. If it portrays all the aspects, all the pinpoints of being a humanoid. And so if, if Bigfoot has speech, if Bigfoot kind of has civilization, tribal stuff, then like, yeah, they kind of are humans. I, yeah, I mean, we would need to establish some sort of laws for interacting with them because like, yeah, if it is sentient and it does have speech and it can't communicate properly with us, like we can't be out there murdering them, but we would need to, you know, find them, establish that those things exist and then create those protections. I don't think they exist right now. I mean, it's like there's still uncontacted tribes left in the world. But we're talking about totally different species here. Right, right. But they're, they're still humans. Well, at the end of the day. If you define but, human by Homo sapien, they wouldn't be. But if you define human by, like, sentience. Dude, at this point, I'll give anything in the Homo lineage pass, dude. Okay. okay. If there's, like, a bunch of Homo florensis which were the what they called the hobbit species like 
I'm going to give the Hobbit species a pass immediately. That's fair. That's fair. You got to protect the Hobbits. So our boy Bugs is apparently really good at covering up crimes. So he goes a bit more in depth into how well they actually buried these bodies. And uh, those skeletons. Oh, no, we buried them probably. They had to be at least four or five de- foot deep, Robert. Oh, really? Oh, no, we, Hey, and let me tell you something. Like, like our training, we were all Vietnam vets. We know how to cover our tracks. When <laughs> we walked away from there, you couldn't tell there was a hole dug there. Is that right? It's too bad you didn't have a, bo- a couple of body bags, huh? That well, would have helped. Morgan is not happy. Mr. Morgan is not happy at all, dude. Do they train you how to bury bodies in the military? I just, I just don't feel like that's part of the training. I'm sure in Vietnam you learned how to dig a grave. That's Absolutely. actually a good point. That's a good point. Absolutely. That's, that's a 100% true. Yeah, they and probably, I'm just yeah. thinking about, I mean, just think of like the My Lai Massacre and stuff like that. Yeah. And just That's just one that we know about. Mm-hmm. So, and especially the Marines, dude. Yeah, I can guarantee you he committed a massacre or two, and they would have to cover that up. That's a good point. Uh, wow, this has gotten really dark. Uh, this is dark stuff, dude. We went down. This is, this is not the fun episode I had in mind. I told Paul, I was like, oh, yeah, the guy who hunted Bigfoot. That would be fun. This is not fun. <laughs> so this turned, <laughs> this turned into true crime way quicker than I anticipated. I got I got one more clip for you, Chris. Uh, and uh, our boy Bugs is a little worried that the Bigfoots may actually know where he lives and come for retribution. Like, had you hunted that area before? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the identification, they could have identified you, and uh, believe me, six miles is a, is a, 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 second, a Sunday stroll for these people. So more than likely, they have identified you. Yes, you're, you're, you're probably right. Am I, would, I in I would any be danger? very careful. Am I in any danger? Uh, it's been how many years? It's, this is 1976. Right, 76. Uh, it's possible, but probably I, I would say that, you know, I'm going to sound very, very weird here for a second. If you would go out on the edge of that and hold your hands open and open to your side uh, where they can see you have no weapon whatsoever, and now this is going to sound strange to you, talk to them. Just talk. Whenever you have a feeling they're out there, go out and and just uh, let yourself go tell okay. tell them what you think and what uh, you made a mistake you know it's going to it, it doesn't hurt anyone it could help you and god only knows they might they might understand i don't know the bigfoot practice the italian motto of revenge is a dish better served cold <laughs> yeah they were waiting 20 years to take this guy down wow dude that di- Paul, this was a incredibly intense episode. Surprisingly so. Way more intense than I anticipated. Did you have these thoughts when you listened to it for the first time? Yeah, it was the first thing I thought when he talked about uh, someone running on two feet. I was like, are you shooting at a person, buddy? You may have killed two people. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing, too, is that Art got a lot of faxes who were angry at this guy but no one was saying, like, did you kill a human? They were all like, why are you hunting animals? That's bad to kill animals. And I was like, right. am I taking crazy pills? Why is no one messaging about the fact that he's talking about it looked like two humans? It He killed two people. Yeah. 
And he talks a little bit about how the faces like was weirder and, you know, they were covered in fur, but like, I'm just not buying that. He's, he also talks about how guilty he feels about it. Um, And their initial reaction to bury the bodies. It just, something's not adding up here. If this story is true, something's not adding up. And let's be honest, dude. Hippies did look weird. Yeah. Hippies looked crazy. And Mm -hmm. especially if they were like wild nature hippies, dude, they could have totally looked like two wild beings yeah maybe they were wearing something kind of fuzzy or furry you know right it was winter time yes and like dude the thing is is that a lot of hippies did wear like animal leathers and stuff yeah you know we're, we're going back to the land we're going back to nature and we're gonna get primitive and they got killed for it so Chris, on a scale of uh one to five Bigfoot corpses, what do you give uh, our boy Bugs here? This is a five Bigfoot corpse <laughs> episode for me. One, I had a blast. Two, I'm pretty sure we just uncry- uncovered a major crime. And three, he can tell one heck of a story. I was captivated the whole time. He was very good at telling a story. He was good. Though I'm, I'm, I'm now wondering if I did not know my most dangerous game comment was actually going to take place. I didn't think I was skeptical that he killed anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was skeptical when you first, you know, told me the the little bit about it that we were going to get this great of a story and this accurate of a story. Where I'm now convinced. For sure, he killed two humans. Yeah. I'm going to give it uh, one Bigfoot for the exact same reasons, though, because I think he killed two humans, dude. I think he may have killed two people. What? I I don't know, man. I kind of want to look up uh, cold cases in 1976 in Texas and just see if anything matches up. Maybe let the cops know. Two redheaded hippies is what you're looking for. Yeah. Maybe, maybe tall, maybe not even that tall. That could have just maybe been not over even time. that tall. Yeah. Maybe not even that tall. Just a little I, dirty. It, over five, five. I think you're gold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris, that has been our bugs killed two Bigfoot episodes. Uh, highly requested episodes. So I hope everyone enjoyed it. And yeah, we'll be back next week, hopefully with less potential murders. All conspiracy all the time. Later.